0: TESIC presents Let's Tech About It, a technology and education podcast where we talk to educators around the province of Newfoundland and Labrador about how they incorporate technology into their teaching practice. Hi, I'm Michael Walter, and you're listening to a TESIC podcast, Let's Tech About It. With us today, we have Stephen Tizard. Who will be sharing their adventures with tech in the classroom. So let's talk about it. So, Stephen, who
1: are you? Hi, Michael. Uh, Stephen Tizzard. Uh, I I work at St John Bosco School uh, in St John's in Shea Heights. Uh, I teach mostly Grade Six, uh, everything in Grade Six actually, except for French and Health. And uh, I also teach one class of Grade Seven Social Studies as well.
0: Okay, so your school's not just K to six.
1: No, we're K to nine school, actually. Yeah. I believe oh, okay. we're the only one. We're the only K to nine, I
0: believe. Yeah, and uh, St John Bosco is located in St John's, I guess. Yeah, it's in St John's. It's in Shea Heights. Yeah, in okay. Shea Heights. Yeah. Um. So, what's a a project you've recently worked on with that incorporated technology?
1: Uh, well, it's hard to <laughs> pick just one, but I do a lot of uh, Google Classroom work. Everything that gets to my students, basically goes through Google Classroom for the most part. I've been exploring with Google Earth and Google Voyager. Uh, Google Voyager is like an interactive, it's like interactive tours and quizzes, all different places in the world. And um, recently I tried uh, Google Expeditions. Actually, I think you and I did a, a PL uh, with Andrea Neville there, I think last year. Google Expeditions.
0: Oh, yes, yes. We are at the yeah. District Conference
1: Center taking yeah. 3D pictures of the room. Yes, yeah. So we were using the uh, uh, the tour creator feature, which would be cool to get students, uh, you know, working with eventually. But I finally got around to exploring it with my students this year. And uh, I used it in science during a space unit. Uh, you, there's this real cool tour of the International Space Station. Um, and... Some some of the students use it a VR with you know with a mobile device on like a Google cardboard. And uh it works just as well on a Chromebook as well. Um, oh, really? On a Chromebook? Yeah, it'll just come up. Like it won't be won't be in VR, but it's still just regular, you know what I mean? Like still three sixty video or whatever. Or not video but uh picture, oh. right? So and it works really great. And um <coughs> excuse me, you can you can you know, there's little like Uh, icons that you click on, and it will tell you more information about that thing, right? Um, So that was excellent to use it to explore the ISS, and we just finished uh, The Breadwinner by Darrellis as a read-aloud, so I had one little little project where they were exploring Afghanistan uh, using Google Expeditions, and that was really neat, too, the way we were able to see authentically you know, places that... Were talked about in the novel and stuff like that, right? But yeah, yeah, eventually... I imagine
0: that's a, a lot more interesting than just the uh, static pictures or looking at a map. To... Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. Actually, I um, i can't remember who it was now. Um, oh, I can't remember. Librarian somewhere, put out <coughs> somewhere asking about um, number of the stars um, uh, resources. And I sent them this link to a Google Earth thing where I talked about it five, like four or five years ago. <coughs> Google Earth project uh, for number of stars where um, it, uh, on the left pane there's page numbers and as you get to that page and read a part, you click on it uh, and it will take you right to the spot in the book that the setting of where it is like in the street and stuff like uh, oh wow, that's amazing. And as we read that's what we did we had it up on the board and you know all the streets and the places that, that we talked about in the book we were able to see them and what they look like right it was incredible it was really good yeah, and that's what I'm. That's what I've been exploring lately, anyway. And it seems to be something new all the time, and never enough time to explore it all. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah, absolutely. But um, I'm using microbits a, a fair bit. I we, we did a, just a little multiplication game with in my math workshop. which am I call my math block, but uh, it was a good way to differentiate an activity because when they did the microbits activity, the center was with me and um, one my lower you know, ability group. It was just a multiplication game where the micro bit would create two numbers and multiply them together. And they had to say the answer. Whereas another group I had, I used the radio um, transmission feature. And so they were sending back and forth from one micro bit to another, um, the answers and, yeah, that was a little higher level, and, and it was good for them, which we never actually got it working. Just interesting, <laughs> never. Sometimes it just doesn't work, but that was a good thing because they spent, and they didn't want to give up too, which is so great. And the problem solving, mean, they were, it was just incredible to see that they really were, uh, you know, determined to figure it out. And we never did, but that's okay. Some maybe someday they will. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure some of them are going to keep uh, picking away at it,
0: and they'll surprise you someday and tell you that it's it's all functional. <laughs> Hopefully that happens, yeah
1: for sure, yeah. But yeah, that you know those, I mean those are things and like in Google classroom, like I mean Google slides, like interactive Google slides I use quite a bit where students have to, you know, um, I don't know f- fill out a part of the Google slide or create something in the Google slide. Like you know we're doing transformation, uh, motion geometry, so you know creating a shape and then rotating it and, you know, writing what rotation it is and that type of stuff uh, is pretty uh, is pretty, is pretty uh, excellent to use as well.
0: So what's your, what would you say your teaching philosophy is in the classroom?
1: Um, <clears throat> well, outside of technology, I'm, I like to think learning doesn't happen without relationships or positive relationships. So I work hard to have those things with my students because <clears throat> I think more learning happens when, when there's some kind of relationship and in, in, in a positive learning environment and they feel safe and they want to be there and there's a connection. then uh, I think it just happens easier. Um, but, um, with technology, I just find lots of choice. There's so many avenues like to learn the same outcome and to represent like your knowledge of that outcome. Um, and, uh, you know, I give, like Options to students to take suggestions about how they want to represent their own knowledge. So one, someone might say, "Oh, can I do a little scratch project to, to show the uh, the order of the planets?" And which which is fine; they totally can. One student might want to do a Google slide, or another student might want to, want to draw it on paper. So all that choice is is so great with technology. It's all about finding new ways to, to learn. <clears throat> and I remember when I did um, when I did my masters. Uh, in my exit paper, I talked. I quoted a, a fellow named Richard Colada, and uh, he does this great TEDx talk uh, from 2013. Um, actually, shout out to um, um, one of my uh, students <laughs> who just got selected to do a TEDx talk. Uh, one of six people out of like over a hundred that applied um, to uh, uh, to do that. Jake Thompson. Uh, he's a puppeteer, and he's going to be talking about social implications of of uh, puppeteering and education when it comes to children. And uh, anyway, he's incredible. No look. way, that's amazing. Keep, yeah, keep an eye out for that. That's uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be excellent. Uh, this happens in May. Um, so um, anyway, Richard Colada, uh, this TEDx talk uh, from 2013. He uh, the talk is called "Reimagining Learning," and he uh, he talks about challenges within our, our current approach to education and. He suggests how, like, there should be a shift in personalized learning. He thinks that's the key to the future of education. But he talks about how <coughs> we've got to close the digital divide between, you know, those who use technology to reimagine learning and those who just simply use it to digitize things. So, you know, a lot of people think about technology in the classroom. Using it, you take a worksheet and you digitize it, and you put it on Google Classroom, and they fill it out in Google Docs or you take a textbook and you digitize it. Uh, or you take a, a, a science project, a poster board, one with pictures, and you do it in Google Slides. But all that is, you're still learning the exact same way. There's nothing different about the learning process. So try yeah, you to- just move
0: from a poster board or paper to a digital representation, of the same thing.
1: So. Yeah, there is isn't anything changed. There's no change except for the absence of paper, basically, right? So I always try to think about that when when I'm using technology, and, and is this something new? And not that not that it's you know not okay to do those things because it is, of course. But uh, you know, how can we spin it and and you know keep keep that uh, reimagining happening? So you're not just doing it the same, same way, right? Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's. I, I try to keep that in mind anytime I'm doing anything with technology, especially if I'm creating something, you know, some a lesson or something like that. Yeah. All right. That was great.
0: Um, how do you find the classroom management when you have some of these devices or computers around your room and
1: everyone's using them?
0: Uh,
1: you know, it's great as long as the students are engaged and so and you can know quickly with a task or an activity who is and who isn't and then you kind of gotta deal with that as it comes because I mean as a teacher you know something you think they're gonna love they hate or something you think <laughs> that they're something you think they're not gonna like they like go head over heels for it it's insane and It's almost like, and you get a good idea, especially as the year goes on, what your students like and don't, but I'm always surprised a lot of times. So, I mean, a lot of times you'll find students doing a task on a computer and then maybe doing something they shouldn't be doing, uh, you know, you know, on YouTube or something like that, uh, you know, trying to listen to music while they work, which doesn't, doesn't really ever work or playing. I have a, um, on my website, I have a Google site and, um, there's a, a page on it called Math Matrix and it's just math games broken into pages and each page is a unit uh in, in our math uh, curriculum. So uh and within those pages it's just links upon links about different games that are specific su- specific to that unit. Uh so sometimes they'll go in there, but they'll click on a page to do, you know, something on, you know, I don't know, multiplying decimals and then on that page, there might be other games or ads or something. They're like, oh, well, this is on Sarah's page. When it's really not, it's on another page now. So they click on that. And they still think they're playing uh, games. But, you know, you keep a close eye on it. But other than that, the engagement is through the roof. And the excitement and the collaboration and the communication, that happens, like, immediately, especially with a, a new task. Um, like, you haul out some sparrows, and they're just... You know, everyone is trying to figure out, especially when they have to plan something first and and get a plan, and write it on paper, and have it checked with me. They're just gung ho because they want they want that robot in their hands, right? <laughs> yeah, right. So in that way, I mean, in terms of class classroom management, it's it's a really great uh, great addition that, that that helps a lot, right? Yeah, but there are students that you know aren't aren't super keen on technology, so you've gotta you know, you adjust for them. You they you you adjust what they're doing and you know, or give another option uh, and uh that that'll work for them, right?
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I do and I guess you I'm sure you do too every once in a while, encounter a student who's just says, I'm not very good at technology or which I may mean, I find a little odd now, not like twenty years ago, but you know yeah. everyone's no, got absolutely. things that like
1: <coughs> Yeah. And uh, well like on top of that, like they don't they don't think it could help them or they can't do it because you know the kids who might think they can't read or write. You yes, know, and, and you see them, and then all of a sudden you uh, well this year we've applied for uh, for two students to get assistive tech through the Department of Education, and they were approved and and a th- well, a th- two more we're doing now, and the motivation and pride that I see in their work once they realize how, how much that can help them when you give them a task, say just a writing prompt. Uh, and, you know, I'm on, on paper. They might literally come back with, you know, next to nothing if someone's not helping them. But when they're, they're in Google and they're using the, the voice typing and they come right, back right. with three quarters of a page done and they're just like <laughs> floored and so proud that they could actually write, you know, not that there's periods and all that in it, but there's, you know, there's product on, on the page that came out of their head, their ideas. Uh, and it's just, there's nothing better for motivation and, you know, to see, and I mean, you get to see what they know too, just because they can't write, doesn't mean they can, can't do it. Right. No. And I guess for,
0: for some of them, it's their first time really being able to represent what they do know.
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Even I find with like, um, uh with phone use like sh- showing like a responsible use of technology like i've had even in, like art class <coughs> excuse me, doing some kind of art a student might say um sir can i look up on my phone a picture of this to draw whatever it was and uh you know i'll say yeah sure you know if you know the chromebooks are booked and we'll have them or whatever um and you know that that's a that models a responsible way to use technology. You know what I mean? Like, it, oh yeah, definitely. So, but yeah, yeah. So and it's just it's, there's something for everyone, right? Something for I got kids who would do nothing but scratch all day, or like, <laughs> uh, uh, collaborif- um What's the calligraphy or no callabrofy, which is like this flipbook, digital flipbook. It's a it's a Google uh, uh, Chrome app. That's really good. It's just it's basically just like a bunch of slides, and you draw like a stick man, and then go next slide. It'll give you the stick man, but then you just erase something and move his arm, and then you do again. It'll copy that slide, and then you move his arm again. So then it'll just play them all together, like just like stop motion. Okay, Uh, so it's like an
0: old school paper flip book where
1: you would yeah right in the corners and flip through it. Yeah, it's a digital flip book, right? But then oh wow, so that that there is basically. You know, you're just digitizing a flipbook, so it's not reimagining, but w- what I did then is I, I took that flipbook, that whatever they created, they had to create a, um, uh, something for Remembrance Day, something to you know what, what, what Remembrance Day means. And they had to create a flipbook for that. But then they had to take that flipbook and then to put it into a Google slide and do a little write-up about Remembrance Day and what and explaining their flipbook and what it means. And then, oh. we, and then we publish it. And then we publish it to the web. So there's your reimagining learning. There's there's new things that you can't just do from uh, paper and pencil, right? So there's no, parts man, parts of it that are paper and pencil digitized, but then when you put them together, it uh, it becomes something else, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, that's pretty yeah. cool. So, Stephen, do you have any tips to share with any of our listeners? Tips.
1: Um. I think <laughs> one of the one of the best things I've done in recent years is have um, a hotkey um, legend or like a shortcut legend on my whiteboard in the corner of my whiteboard, and we just add to it as we go. Um, well, these like you know something like contr- uh, Control C, which is copy, or Control Z, which is you know undo. These are little things like. They just, it, well, it's better for, you know, higher grades, for grade six. It just, um, I don't know, it makes them, uh, I don't know, more literate, I guess, in technology. It makes them uh, use the technology better and faster and, uh, and you know, they're able to, uh, you know, get things done.
0: Oh, okay, so it's like just, a living document you keep on your wall and you add
1: yeah it's key literally on my shortcuts yeah that... it's just on my it's on my whiteboards like it's literally on my whiteboard i'm right up in the, in the marker when when i might be helping a student and i show them something and i show them a you know a quick way to do it instead of using the, the keypad then I'll, I'll go up i'll stop the class and add one to it you know what i mean Add and then a student might discover one and, and and show me like like you know uh you know Control-A, which is select all. So if you're in a text box and you need to move it somewhere and you want to select it all, rather than cum- cumbersomely trying to do it on the trackpad, then you could just click on the text box and hit Control-A and it selects everything inside it, right? Um, so, you know, those are pretty pretty handy ones, you know. The copy paste they use all the time. And once oh, they yeah, run, yeah. They don't, you know what I mean? And there's certain things in the Chromebook you can't do without those hotkeys if you're, you know. And I don't tell them, the one I don't tell them is Control-W, which is, uh, that's closed window.
0: So if they're
1: they're doing something they shouldn't be doing, um, just quickly I will go over and press it myself, Control-W, and they're like, "What happened? where did it go? And just, you know, and then they have to open Chrome again and and start over. (laughs) So it's a quick way to get them out of something they they shouldn't be in, right? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's That's funny. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, other than that, like, You know, that's a little frivolous, I guess, but, um, I don't know, let them, you know, be constructive about it. Let them explore and, you know, step away. Try not to tell them the answers and how to do things. Let them, let them find it for themselves and make mistakes and, and create those synapses when they do make mistakes so that they can learn, uh, you know, the tasks they're trying to learn without you just telling them, right? uh so, I guess that's another tip for technology. Just you oh, know, that's s- great. step away and, and see what happens. Yeah.
0: yeah. It, it's funny how those little shortcuts make you feel more confident too when you're using this. Yeah.
1: That's, yeah that's you feel right. like a real expert. Oh, absolutely. I didn't even think of that. You're right. totally right. It, it would. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for taking part in the first episode of Let's Tech About It, Stephen. Oh, well, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. And um, how can we find you online? Oh, so, well, I
1: have a, a Google website, but um, and I don't know what the address of that is. Oh, you'll find it at um, uh, sites.google.com slash NL. N-L-E-S-D uh, nlesd.ca um, slash Mr. Tizard, And uh, you can also find me on Twitter, uh, which I do a, a fair bit. S-T-T-T-I-S-T is my handle. All right, perfect.
0: Thank you to our listeners. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to tune in next time when we tech about it again. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching TESIC, T-E-S-I-C, and on our website, TESIC.ca.